Hi everybody, Johnny Mays here and welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you with me today as we look into the Word of God. And today I want to look into Galatians chapter number 3, starting at verse 23. Before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Listen to that, my friends. The Bible says that we are heirs according to the promise, that we're no longer slaves, but we're sons. And the spirit which we have cries out, Abba, Father. Amen. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, and that the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we're children, then we're heirs, and if we're heirs of God, we're fellow heirs with Christ. Think about this. Paul's making a strong statement today. If we belong to the Son, if we belong to the Son, What belongs to him belongs to us. And all believers are sons of the Father. It's not a matter of our gender, male or female, but as a matter of our union with Christ. So both men and women operate under the authority and the power and the presence of sonship. Sonship is not a gender issue. Sonship is a status issue. In the old Roman world of the first century, a father with no son of his own would deliberately choose a boy to be his adopted son, and that son would perpetuate his name and inherit his estate. In no way inferior to a birth son, are you listening to me? We have been adopted as sons. Christ is the only begotten son of God. But we have been adopted as sons, joined with Christ, amen, and because we are joined with him, we rule with him, and we become heirs with him. Praise God. This is such a powerful, powerful truth. So, as adoptive children, amen, our Father has reproduced his character of his Son within us. Glory to God. Now, there's plenty of evidence all over the Bible from the Old Testament to the New. It's a familiar concept. In fact, Israel is described in Romans chapter 9, verse 4. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. So Israel was taken out of Egypt and appointed as God's son. That's the point. And when you've been adopted into God's family, he has made us his sons. 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons. Now, I'm bringing this out today because today in America is National Sunday. And of course, we all of us, many of us, I should say, uh, have sons that are very dear to us. Miss Judy and I have five sons whom we truly love with all of our hearts. They're very endeared to us. and They're wonderful people. And we're very proud of them. Glory to God. And God feels the same way about his son. He, was, he, was, he adored his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. But today he's sharing that same adoration for his son with you and I who have been adopted into his family. Glory to God. And so we come to know him in this powerful truth. Let's continue to read God's word. John chapter 8, verse 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. He said, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And then they answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. See, we, we were once cut off from the promises of God. We had no covenant with God. We were without hope with God. But Christ has adopted us into his covenant as well and promises this great liberty. Because we have received the spirit of adoption, we can cry, Abba, Father, a very old Aramaic term which the Lord Jesus himself used. It's a term of endearment, but it's also a term of great respect. Can you say amen? If you remember back in the book of Mark, they were in a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus had his disciples wait and pray and he took Peter and James and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. And in fact, he said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. So stay here and keep watch. So Jesus went a little further, and he fell to the ground, and he prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. What hour was he talking about? The hour that he would have to die on a cross and give his life for, the, for his sins of the world. But more than that, the hour that would come would cause a separation between him and his father because his father must let him go that he may die and become the Lamb of God. And he wanted that, if it were possible, to take this cup from me. But then he said, Abba, Father, uh, not my will, but thy will be done. You see, Jesus, under great stress and tension, he was overwhelmed with the sorrow to the point of death. And yet in deep intimacy, he could call on his father in these terms. This is my point, my friend. You and I have been brought close to the father, intimate with the father, as a father is to his son, a son to his father. Amen. So we need to know that intimacy. And I ask this question today. Do you know that intimacy? Do you share in the intimacy with Christ? Amen. Because the Bible says that his spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. 
And if you are the child of God, then you have every right and privilege and authority to become the sons of God, to share in that intimacy with Christ, to know him in the full power of his resurrection and have the blessed assurance, glory to God, that you're a child of God. You know, all people were created by God, but we are not all God's children. And the scripture is complete when it says that. First Corinthians, Romans, Colossians, and perhaps no scripture verse better makes this point than John chapter 1, verse 12 through 13, which states, But to all who did receive him, they're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, all those who did receive Jesus, who believed in his name, the Bible says that God the Father gave the right to become the children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of men, but of God. See, natural children are born by the will of men, by the will of the flesh, by the will of the blood. But to be spiritually born again, it's a process, it's a work that only God can do himself when you become a new, new creation in Christ. It's not a natural descent, amen, but regeneration. That's what makes one a child of God. See, by nature, because of the fall of Adam and Eve, we were born in sin and are therefore the children of wrath, disobedience, and the devil. However, God didn't leave us in this deplorable state. Instead, what the Lord did, because of his great love for us, is he sent his only begotten son to pay the ransom for our sins. And now those who believe in Jesus Christ and trust in him alone for forgiveness and salvation receive the spirit of adoption. And those who have that spirit are the children of God. And those who have been regenerated by that spirit have become the children of God who will show evidence by the way of their transformed mind and life. So if everyone was a child of God from birth, then there wouldn't be any need of a sacrifice nor an adoption. But the truth is only those who have been born again, born of the Spirit by believing in Jesus Christ, are the children of God. And only those who can call Jesus Lord and Savior can call God Abba Father. Listen, my friends, how important is this message? It's so very important. It's important for you to know that the sons of God are rejoicing. And the world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, which I believe is near. It's close at hand. And when the, when the sons of God manifest, the knowledge of the Lord shall fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. Glory to God. Somebody shout amen. And that's when, and that's when all will know. And every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So we have a great assurance and a blessed hope because we are sons of God. And the earth has a blessed hope because we are the sons of God. For we are life-giving spirits, amen, ordained, certified, and privileged to present life to a world that's lost. And that life, of course, is the good news, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, choose to stay whom you're going to serve and lend your hearts to the Lord. Share this message with other folks and your friends and family. And let them know, too, that today we're rejoicing as sons, sons and daughters of the Most High, children of the living God. This is our pleasure today. This is our great inheritance today. 
So God be with you and may the power of God rest on your life in Jesus' name.